0: Welcome. You are about to hear an inspirational message by David Entry. May your faith increase and your heart be stirred towards God as you listen to this life-transforming message. Press subscribe so you're the first to know when the messages are released. Blessed are your ears for the things they hear. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. But that was not the end of the story. And he descended into hell. I think I spoke to you about how the, on the cross was the hell time. When there was darkness from midday to 3 p.m., there was darkness in the world. The sun withdrew. And God, that was when God's presence left him. And that was what he was afraid of when he said that, my father, if it's possible, let this cup come to pass. Matthew chapter 26, verse um, 36, 37, 38. If it is possible, let this cup come to pass. Nevertheless, not as I will, but your will be done. Now, this is very important. you know the disciples of Jesus Christ? Almost all of them never ran away from death. They faced death with smile. So why would Jesus run away from death? If what, When he said, let it come to pass, it was about the death. No, the death was not a problem. The death was not a problem. He was willing to go into death. In fact, when Peter started rebuking him, he said, shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me to drink? The cup, the cup of suffering. So when he used the word the cup, there it represents suffering. And he said, shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? That's John chapter 8. Jesus answered to Peter, put away your uh, put uh, put your sword into your sheath shall i not drink the cup he was willing to drink what is this cup he said if it's possible let this cup come past are you here with me if it's possible let this cup come past N- yet nevertheless not as i will what cup the cup where jesus does not know how to be separated from the father and for once he dreaded it that is the worst thing for for watch this for absolute holiness and absolute purity who can stand sin for sin to be put on him ah, it's like they put you They put excuse my language they put a jacket of worms on you you know it's coming no 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 please please they put and this worse. sin is worse to him because he, he knew no sin he made him who, 1 Corinthians chapter two, uh, chapter 5, verse 21, he made him who knew no sin. So Jesus was perfect. He knew no sin. So to, he, for him to know sin was coming to be put on him, that was a cup. But he, he had to take our sins. So God put our sins on him and then he took the sins away. That's the scapegoat now the scapegoat takes away the sins they put the sin away and then took so god had to put our sins on him bible says that we all have gone astray as sheep isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5 6 7 but the lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all so all of us our iniquity our sins was laid on him on the cross but the good news is he nailed it to the i like that he nailed it to the cross Having taken it out of the way, he nailed Colossians chapter 2, I think, verse 13, 14. Having taken it away, he, the handwriting that is on, on, of the ordinance that were against us. He, Colossians chapter two verse, is it one, yeah, 2, verse 14. Having wiped out the handwriting of ordinance, which was contrary to us, and he took, he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it. So when he went to the cross, he didn't just, it wasn't just his body that was on the cross. The sin that was upon him, he nailed it to the cross, and then he resurrected. And he left the sin there and said, Swang I got you. <laughs> So he left the sin, he nailed it to the cross, triumphing over them, look at it, triumphing over them, the next verse, having disarmed principalities and powers, made the public, triumphing over them in the cross. He triumphed over the enemy's plans and enemy's courts. So, when he went into the grave, he, he died, Paid for our sins. But now if Jesus had not resurrected, it would have been like the sin he nailed on the cross also held If You are not going to, we all stay there. So the resurrection was such an importance. So he said, crucified, died, and was buried. And, and the third day he rose again from the dead. The implication of the resurrection means that his job has been finished. What he said he was coming to, he has done it. He has paid for, the, for sins. One of the reasons that the implication of the resurrection is it means that his sacrifice for sin has been accepted by god it's a pure proper sacrifice god accepted so he's finished that's why god has to raise him and god had to raise him was, was also to vindicate him that he said he was the son of god and you guys killed him for saying he was the son of god i'm going to raise him to prove to you that he actually was what he said he was so his resurrection was a vindication to who he really was hallelujah so he had to resurrect and it was also he, <laughs> that song that was composed in K-P-2. Um, after other of Melchizedek. Hebrews uh, Hebrew 6, 13. Our forerunner already. A forerunner is already. I think it's 20. A uh, yes. Yeah. So why do you use 13? 20. 20. 20. ah, okay. A right. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, forerunner. If he's a forerunner, that means that there are others behind him. A forerunner is the leader. He takes the lead. So he's a forerunner, has entered in for us. That means we are also coming. So if he resurrected, that means we will also resurrect. Now, the resurrection of Jesus was not, um, let me put it this way. In the Old Testament, the idea of the resurrection of the dead is not foreign. Sadducees, so when Paul was arrested and he said that, Is there anything wrong that I'm standing here being judged because of the hope of the resurrection? He was between Sadducees and Pharisees. They are teamed up, ganged up against him. And I think Acts 24. And he wanted, he knew that these guys, they don't believe. See, the Sadducees are very liberal. They are the liberals, the leftists. They run Sky News and all the other things, sorry. (laughs) They They don't believe in the resurrection. They don't believe in spirits. They don't believe in angels. They say, oh, this is nonsense. Just live your life. Make money. When you die, you are dead. But they are very intellectual. So that their key thing is the book of Moses. If you take them to the book of Moses, they will floor you. So when they come and ask you a question, when a Sadducee comes to ask you a question, you have to be careful because they are the most learned among the people. Well learned. And they are authorities in the book of Moses. Yet they don't believe. That's why they came to ask Jesus, I think, in Matthew 22 or somewhere there that, Moses said in the law that um, you can put away your wife, a man can put for every and any reason. And then he said that there was a family of seven guys. First one married and didn't have a child and died. But according to the law, if a man dies and he is married and doesn't have a child, then his brother should take the wife. Yeah. So that's the law of Moses. And he said, The first one married, died no child. So, second one took over, died no child. Third took over, dead took over, no child, no child. Died no child. Fourth took over, died no child. And then he said, uh, All the seven were married to her. So, now if you are saying that the resurrection in heaven, whose wife will she be? Because they are all married, because everybody, someone must claim that this is my wife in heaven. And what is nice is Jesus took them to Moses again. It was a spite in them that, you see, you think you know Moses. But you have not read from the book of Moses how Moses, God said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. And he said, at the resurrection, at the resurrection, we shall be like the angels. They will not marry. Because angels don't marry. For in the resurrection, they shall neither marry nor be given to marriage, But like the angels of God in heaven, he shut them up. So the resurrection was not a new idea. In fact, in, according to Romans chapter 4, verse 17, the Bible talks about how Abraham believed uh, before whom, in whom Abraham believed. As is written, I have made you a father of nations. In the presence of him, in whom, uh, 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 whom he believed, God. Who, that's what? What does God do? What does God do? He is what kind of God did Abraham believe? The God that gives life towards the dead. It's not like he just creates life. He actually, you, have to, you can die. He will, that's resurrection. Abraham believed in the resurrection. Job said in Job 19.25 that, I know my Redeemer lives. Hallelujah. He said, I know my Redeemer lives. For I know my Redeemer lives. And he shall stand at the last. At the last on the earth, go to the next verse. verse uh, and after my skin is destroyed, this I know that in my flesh I shall see God. Do you understand? So he's talking on resurrection. It's, so, so it's in uh, um, Psalm sixteen, verse eleven. Psalm sixteen, verse eleven. David said, "You will show me the path of life in your presence, full of the I shall write our pleasures forever." Uh, let's read from verse nine. Therefore, my heart is glad and my my glory rejoices. My flesh also. Shall rest in hope, my flesh, my body shall rest in hope. Go to the next verse. For you will not leave my soul in. That, that show is the place for the dead. So when people die, they go to show. And say, You will not leave my. Nor will you al- allow your Holy One to see corruption. This is resurrection. And this is 2,000 or uh, over 1,000 years before Jesus was born. So it was, the resurrection was not a new idea. And when you read the Bible very carefully, I called it, and actually theologically it's called resuscitation, where Eli, Eli, according to 2 Kings chapter 13 from verse 23, where Elisha died and was buried, and they were going to bury a man and they saw the Assyrians. So they were afraid. So they threw the dead body because that body is nothing. They threw it so they can run for their dear life. And when the dead body fell into the tomb of Elijah, the anointing in the bones of Elisha. Yeah. Yeah. And so, as they were burying a man, that suddenly they spied a band of raiders and they put the man in the tomb of Elisha. And when the man wa- was left, was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived hey. and stood on his feet. And he also started running after them. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? You think that, as for me, I came here for God, and if I want anointing, I'm going to God. No, the anointing is already on earth in people. It was in Elisha. He died with it because the one who was supposed to take over from Elisha loved money and girls. <laughs> Their bones resu- This was this resurrection, classic resurrection. In his death, in his death, he was bringing people back to life, because of the residue or repository of the anointing of God in his body or in his bones. And Ezekiel chapter 37 talks about it took me to the valley of dry bones and resurrection came. So they knew this is, resurrection was an Old Testament phenomenon or expectation. It wasn't a new idea. So the fact that Jesus resurrected, it wasn't something that disciples concocted. It was already anticipated. In John chapter 11, when Jesus met Martha, Martha said from verse 23, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus said, that he shall live again. And Martha, being very theological, in the verse twenty-five or so, for twenty-four, Martha said, "I know that he will rise again when." You know. The... Let's not read what Martha said. If you can see the screen. Said he will rise again in the resurrection. So then, Martha said, "I know." Say, I know. "I know." It was a common knowledge. She knew that resurrection is coming, but what she didn't know that was that the resurrection was standing right in front of her. Well, the resurrection was the resurrection was not an event; it was a person. And Lazarus came back from the dead, resuscitation. In the book, in the book of Luke, a widow's son, a widow of Nain, the son they were going to bury her. She was a widow; that's the only son. And Jesus met them at the city gate and brought the boy back to life, presented um, him back to his mom, and ja, La, ja, ja, uh, the daughter of. Jairus in Mark chapter 5 from verse 37. He went in the house, put away those who were all, all those who were crying. They mocked him. He said, the child is not dead. She's sleeping. They mock him. He said, get out of the room. He went in, brought back the child, gave birth. And the same thing in 2 in, in, um, Kings as well. Even 1 Kings chapter 17, I think from verse 21, 22, 23. The widow, the widow who fed Elijah, the boy died. Her son died, and Elisha went and laid on the son. And the son said, Elijah raised back somebody to life. Elisha raised two people back to life. And it's not, and then in the Bible, Jesus raised three people back to life, including Lazarus. And Peter, A man was dead. So, Dorcas, Dorcas died in Acts chapter 9, verse 40, brought her back to life. And Paul, in Acts chapter 20, I think from verse 12, he preached all night, and the guy was sitting at the window, and he was sleeping, yeah, he was sleeping, and he fell down from the height, and when he went, the life was knowing he was dead, Paul lied on him, breathed back into him, he said, let's go and continue, he'll be okay, and he went and continued preaching all night and the guy was taken alive as Paul said so resurrection but all these guys where are they they died again so those were in theological terms are called resuscitation it's not the actual resurrection those were the manifestation of the life giving power of god that people were dead and he brought them back to life okay and one of the classic resurrection accounts in the bible which from my studies People didn't make reference to it. I've taught on resurrection. The number of people who were resurrected in the Old Testament, the New Testament, there's one in Revelation, which some uh, Elijah, and Elijah, uh, Elijah and Moses appeared again. Those ones are different slightly. But, but historically, all the resurrections I've studied, really, they don't add this. So recently, I was studying and studying and studying. I realized that why haven't you added this? Because that re- all the other resurrections, really, were affected by contact with somebody. So even the bones of Elisha Elisha brought somebody back to life. So somebody was dead, and then an anointed person went to bring them back from. It's always, even the Valley of Dry Bones, Ezekiel had to go there. But this particular one I'm about to talk about, or I want to um, mention, no one was involved. He came back by himself. And he was the only one who died for three days. He was under the sea for three days. And after three days, he came back. So Jesus said, he did never compare his resurrection to any other person. But he said in Matthew chapter chapter 12, verse 30, 39, he said, he said, an adulterous generation always asks for signs. And he said no sign will be given to them what's adultery when you are committed to somebody and you are not staying true to your commitment and you are also spreading your commitment other places it's like you are you are sharing your commitment and so an adulterous generation is a generation that is not committed we don't know commitment that's why many people can't stay in one church for a long time if you haven't been in one church for a long time you are flaky a flaky generation very inconstant very unstable And very liberal you have friends who are so inconstant they move church of and it's not based on doctrine based on pride arrogance preferences he said write these letters send it to the angel not to the church to the angel of the church so there is an angel in charge of the church and it's sent to the church we we, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Thessalonians, Corinthians, Romans it's all written to a body of people even Peter Peter said, to those who are scattered, a particular, it's written to the people of God. When God wants to bless you, he does it within the context of a church. They say, oh, I don't believe it. It does, who cares? You don't believe it. You see, a lot of people just, they, they interpret the Bible with their own preferential conven- convenience. This is, this is what I've made up my mind. That's what they want to hear. Well, let's go back to Jesus resurrected. <laughs> so Yoda... Jesus said, as Jonah was in the world well of the, I was telling somewhere that, you see, those Bible stories makes you feel Jonah didn't die. Jonah or Jonah, whatever is the same. Jonah died. He died and he was, listen, if you start going under the sea, within not less than five minutes, you die. You can't survive. He went to the seabed. You know how far it is? Miles down. He went to the seabed according to Jonah chapter uh, 2. Chapter 2, it said, I was, and then uh, seaweeds, not in the belly of the whale. You think the whale caught him when he was coming. No. He sank under the, the, the sea. <laughs> Look at from verse 3. From verse 3. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surround me, all your billows and your Waves passed over. He was dead, not the, in the whale. Look at the next verse. Then I said, I have, I have been cast out of your sight, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. Look at the, the next one. The water surrounded me, even to my soul. The deep clo- uh, closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. He was under the bed. Weeds, weed, seaweed, not in the belly of a whale. Seaweed. Look at the next verse. I went down to the, to the moorings of the mountains. The earth, yeah, that's the seabed, right? That's the, he went to the seabed. Give us a different translation, please. NLT. I sank down to the very roots of the mountains, the seabed. I was imprisoned in the earth, whose gates locked shut forever But you, oh, Lord, my God. Snatch me. So, see, the jaws of death. He was already dead. Do you know why? Because Jesus said, as Jonah was in the belly of, if Jonah didn't die, then we can't talk about Jesus' resurrection. Jonah was the only one. He, three days, and he died. He died. And I think one of the places says that, you will not leave me in Sheol, in in Hades, the place of the dead. So he actually checked out, and he was in Sheol. And then from there, God said, okay, go back. And the whale, God commanded the whale to swallow him. So the whale swallowed a dead body and then had to go and vomit him somewhere where he can continue his assignment. And then he came back to life. That was classic resurrection, but it wasn't added to the resurrection. Because why? No one performed it on him. He came back. God was the main person. The same way Jesus Christ died, but God raised him back to life. Hallelujah. After three days. Jesus said I was going to resur- he was going to resurrect and he did amazing there are so many places but i don't want to focus too much on that because there's still a bit of stuff to cover so he on the third day he rose again from the dead ah, was that the end of the story no. the early church preached the resurrection that's why you go to almost any church and there's a cross because they focus on the death because that's where our freedom came from but the death on the cross was not the end of the story. If he had not resurrected, then we are of all men most miserable. And we are still in our sins. And our preaching is vain according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. If he had not resurrected, then we are of all men most mi- miserable. But thank God he resurrected. And Bible calls him that he was the first born from the dead. I think verse 20. He was the first born from the dead. That's a very interesting one. But, but now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits yeah, of those who are fallen asleep. Now, this is a very interesting thing because the first he wasn't the first to resurrect. But why is he the first fruit? Because his resurrection is different from the other resurrections. Now, the old testament resurrection was different from Jesus Christ. When I say old testament, the, the common knowledge about the resurrection in the days of Jesus. It was this from Jesus' resurrection in two ways. Number one, the resurrection they spoke about was at the end of the ages. It's not resurrection in history. So when Mary, Martha said, I know you rise again at the resurrection. She wasn't meaning like she, he, Lazarus would rise up Again, when it's time to resurrect, like you go to sleep, you wake up in the morning, and life continues. They are talking about when everything is ended and we are now coming for judgment. That's when people resurrect, according to Daniel chapter 13 verse 2 or 12 verse 2. So that that resurrection said everybody will appear before God, whether you've done good or you've done bad. And to be judged, Daniel chapter 13, 3 or 12, 2 or 13, 2, I've forgotten the text there. So, everybody will be judged. Everybody resurrects. That is their resurrection that they're talking, which is right, was talking about the resurrection at the end of the ages. But Jesus' resurrection is not the resurrection at the end of the ages. Other than that, the disciples would have gone home. In fact, if they expected resurrection, they would have expected that at the end of the ages, he rises again and everything will be fine. That's why when they told that he's a resurrection, he can't be a resurrection. He's not alive. He, Resurrection is not a human thing. It can happen. And secondly, it was different from the the normal resurrection that was taught in those days and is accepted in those days. Number two is that the resurrection was a group resurrection. Are you getting it? The resurrection was a group resurrection. It wasn't a single person who was going to resurrect, it was we are all going to. Resurrect, Daniel chapter, chapter 12, verse 2. And many of those who, s- who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, wow. and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Daniel spoke about it already. So they expected, but this time, this one is group resurrection. Jesus is so noisy, a group of resurrection. He was the first fruit from the dead. That means that for the first time, humanity, has brought his human nature back to life, not to die again. So he being a forerunner, his resurrection is the kind of resurrection we are also going to experience as believers. And when it comes to the resurrection of the dead, I think I'll talk about that a bit more. That's what I wanted to do last week. But then he, third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended. Ah. So he died. He rose. And you think that should have been end. He ascended into heaven. In Luke chapter 24, verse 50, he took them to the mount and um, Bethany, took them to the Bethany and lit his hands and blessed them. And look at verse 51. And I see, now it came to pass why he blessed them, that he was parted from them and carried into heaven. He, he, has, he actually ascended. Everybody who ever died on earth, any human being who ever lived, if they are no more alive, one way or the other, their body is somewhere to be buried. Jesus Christ is the only one. You can't find his body anywhere. Wow. Do you know when they were killing the, these Jews and these disciples, somebody would have, some rich man would have even sponsored. Let's search. Because they said the disciples told it. Let's search for the body and prove this guy's wrong. Let's, because really, the truth is that he's no more in the grave. He resurrected with his body. He resurrected. He came back alive. And then when he came back alive, he began to bless them. And then as he was blessing them, Acts chapter 1, verse 10, as he was blessing them, he was carried away. It's like, he was going. He was going. He didn't go. He was just saw him. He was going. Wow. And he was blessing them. They didn't feel sad rather. They were happy. And then while he looked, they looked steadfast towards heaven. As he went up, he was going. Then angels said, don't worry, he'll come back. So he ascended into heaven. I think in the book of John sixteen twenty eight, he he went. Do you know where Jesus came from? He came from the Father. Okay, John sixteen. He came forth, not just from. He came forth. It's like he was inside God, and came forth from, from the Father. So when he went back, he went. <laughs> I will show you that in a minute. So Jesus Christ. Ascended into heaven, so it's called the ascension. A human being, he just went like that. You see, uh, Elijah and Enoch, they didn't ascend. Enoch walked with God and he was no more. God, Bible said he was translated. He, he moved from humanity, uh, from physical or physical to spiritual. So he just, that's a supernatural activity of God, transition. So he didn't die. He didn't see death. Jesus said, no, it's different. He saw death. He conquered death and came back from there. He said, Stay there! And he put his head, you know, uh, is it uh, Saint something? Is it George? He put his head on the dragon. And Jesus put his head. You know, I think when they paint the devil, then they paint some angel head on some uh, angel, the leg is on the devil there. And the tail like a. No, the devil doesn't look like that. The devil looks very beautiful like a girl. He's hiding in that beautiful girl who is tempting you. <laughs> he's hiding in that handsome boy who is tempting you Yeah. who will see an ugly devil and let you tempt you who? Bible says that he presents himself as an angel of light when you see he wants more of him Ah, ah, ah. some of you you have gone into bed with devils and you think the devil had horns And fuck tail, no, 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 and claws, no, no, no. They they used to do that to spy the devil. So that's why they they painted the devil. The devil had pride. So in the Middle Ages, when they wanted to spy the devil, they painted him very ugly, like so just to hurt him. That's why. So you don't think the devil is very ugly. (laughs) Bible said he he the beauty beauty was inside him. Amazing. Yeah, God can create things. The same God who created the devil created girls. (laughs) Said, bone of my bones. Said, ah, this one is different from the cow, different from the cat, different from the lion. Said, ah, again? <laughs> God has taste and beauty. I don't understand why some people in their worship there's no excellence. First Chronicles chapter twenty-two verse five. Solomon is small, it's young. My son Solomon, and the temple that must be built for the Lord must be exceedingly. King James said, magnificent, exceedingly. For in amongst all nations, exceeding magnificent of fame and of glory throughout all countries. David had an understanding of the place of worship must be nice, must be neat. Jesus Christ ascended into heaven. He ascended into heaven and is seated. S-seated, seated at the right hand of God. That is his in session. His in session now to conduct business. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16, it talks about, our pray that the father of all, said, I did not cease to pray we're praying for you, that the father, the verse 17, that God, the God of our Lord Jesus, the father of glory, will give to you the spiritual wisdom revelation, and revelation the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding, understanding, being enlightened, that he may know the hope of his calling, the glories of the riches, verse 18, the hope of his calling. What is the riches of the glory? By verse 19. And the power that works towards us to us who believe. And then he continues to elaborate the power. It is this power. He says that the power. And what is the seeding ingredient of the power which works towards us? According to the working of his mighty power. Which which he worked in Christ. When he raised him from the dead and seated him. When he raised him from the dead. And he wasn't just raised from the dead. Don't just talk about resurrection and stop there. He was seated. When he raised him from the dead and seated him. Where? At his right hand. He seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above principalities and powers. And then when he seated him far there, and then he gave him to be the head over all things. To the church which is his body yes. so his session started something his session he that's why I, t- I preached on the heavenly Jesus why we were just preaching like Jesus who died and resurrected and that's because of that we are powerful he pre- appeared to the disciples and he said all power Matthew chapter 28 wow. verse 18 all power is given to me in heaven and on earth therefore go into all the world and make disciples wow go therefore verse 18 say all Authority, just preached there and said, all power, that word there is azuzia, authority, is given unto me in heaven and the earth. said, he humbled himself, became obedient, Philippians chapter two, became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, Kadabasha, verse nine, wherefore, God has also highly exalted him. After he became obedient to the death, he was highly exalted. Now, this is the interesting thing. Highly exalted. Is it the resurrection he's talking about? No. This is pointing to a session. Write these scriptures down. Psalm 110 verse 1. Psalm 110 verse 1. You know that scripture. I like it so much. The Lord said to my Lord, my, said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. <laughs> 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 sit at my right hand. Sit I want to sound like Bishop. I'd like to laugh. Bishop. Mar- mar- hand. <laughs> the Lord said, to, This is David saying. The Lord said to my Lord, Jesus quoted it. He said, So whose son is the Messiah? If it's David's son, why is David calling him? the Lord said, My Lord? So how can David's son be his Lord? Then they were confused. Ah, it's true. Matthew hmm. chapter is it 22 verse 45 they said mm. from that time no one asked you a question again god <laughs> they knew the Messiah was the son of david but what they didn't know was that he was the lord of david as well and son of god so said the lord said to my lord i think i think i think we should move. i was going to only quote the verse one but verse two and three said rule in the midst of your enemies. Hallelujah. Verse the 2. Lord, the Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule down in the midst of your enemies. Verse 3. In the day of your power. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. shall hallelujah. The day of thy power. In the beauty of. When, yes. In, would you say that? Who said it? Yeah, in the day of session. Why have, we, why have we, why have we focused more on the session? Because that is where our victory, that's why we're able to cast our devils. They said, and go have a nun, Such as I have. Give ID. Acts chapter 3 verses. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And they held his hand, pull him, and the man started walking. Why? Because Jesus is in session. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I is in session that's why we could be shouting hallelujah yeah that's why we should, we can cast out devils he said go into the world and preach the gospel and whoever believes he said, baptizing them mark chapter 16 from verse 15 baptizing them in the name of the father the son and the holy and they said these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues they shall pick up separate with their hands. When they are lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. If they're doing deadly things, it will not harm them. Why? Because Jesus is in session. In Mark, watch this? In Mark chapter 16. In fact, we are already there. This is, he told them this before he left. Look at the verse 19. Look at the verse 19. So then, after the Lord had spoken this uh, to them, he was received into heaven, up into heaven, and <laughs> He went, he went, and then... He went into session, conducting business. And Bible says that, and he was given, according to Ephesians, he was given to be the head over all things for the church. After he sat, he was now from there. He was operating from a height, way far above, principalities and powers, dominions, rules. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, therefore, he said, so he was taken and mark 16 19 and he sat at the right hand of the father do you know what look at the next verse and they went preaching and what happened jesus was in session There, you see the lord was in session right there he was in session he went and started the way. that's why they went to preach because he was in session the session of jesus hallelujah Now, that's good preaching. Now, that's good preaching. You say you've been in church and church and church. You don't know anything. (laughs) It's very bad that pastors are not teaching. So what are we doing in church? What are you doing in church? All this year you've been kept so ignorant. Don't know anything about the Christ of the cross. About the Christ in session. Let me give you a few scriptures. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 64. The same thing is in Mark chapter 14, verse 62. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 44. And we just seen Mark chapter 14, chapter, sorry, chapter 16, verse 19. I told you. Can I continue? Are you getting all of them? In Acts chapter 2, verse 16. 33 in Acts chapter 5 verse 31. No, Acts chapter 2 verse 33, Acts chapter 5 verse 31, in Acts chapter 10 verse 36. I will will talk about that one later. Acts chapter 10 verse 36 is important. Ephesians chapter, chapter 1 verse 20. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20. How about Hebrews? Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 13, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 1, Hebrews 1 13, Hebrews 1, Hebrews 1 3, Hebrews 1 13, Hebrews 8, 1, Hebrews 10, 12, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. I, I, is it enough? <laughs> I show you one more. The one that I'm about to show you is a serious one. But I want us to look at Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5. We'll read from verse 1. But before then, Revelation chapter 4 verse 2 and Revelation chapter 22 verse 1. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Revelation chapter 4 verse 2, immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, how many thrones? How many thrones? How many thrones? How many thrones? Oh, okay. Where is the throne? Oh, okay. All right. In Revelation chapter 22 verse 1 usually, I've always thought there would be two thrones, and it should be a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the uh, throne of God. And, and who? Oh, God. Uh, it should have been thrones of God and the Lamb. So when Jesus went and sat down, where? Which? Who was sitting where? So you can see, there's one throne in heaven. So, but now the scriptures are quoted, like the one we just saw, Matthew chapter twenty-two, verse forty-four. He's just referring to Psalm one one zero, verse one. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies thy footstool. All right? In Acts chapter 2, verse 33. Acts chapter 33, they exalted to the right hand of the Father. Having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, you see, he was exalted where? to the right hand. And look at the verse 34. I didn't add that, but let's add that one. For David did not ascend to heaven, but he said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Now, this is very important. When we talk about right hand, what do we mean by right hand? Is it that God has a left hand and a right hand? In the first, book, when He says that He raised Him far above principalities and you remember Ephesians chapter one, verse twenty, seated Him at the right hand of the Father, far above principalities. Seated Him above principalities and powers. Verse nineteen said, raised Him and seated Him at His right hand. Verse nineteen. Yeah. So it's verse twenty rather, and seated right hand. In heavenly places, then he described the heavenly places. Is far above principalities and powers. All right, so far above principalities, power, might, dominion, every name that is named. Remember Ephesians, uh, Philippians. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above all names. This is a, the name that he gained when he was in session. Now, there's something I want to point you to before I move on a bit. This one will to take some time for you to get it. But let me just throw that in. I'll, one day I'll visit you again. In Acts chapter 30. It, Chapter 2 again, verse 33. In fact, I want to go to verse 36. That would be a very interesting. I'm not sure if you are ready for it. But just, just you know, since you like studies, go. It says that, therefore, let all the house of Israel know, assuredly, that God has made this Jesus, who you crucified, both Lord and, ah? Huh? He's made him what? Both Lord and Christ. But wasn't he Lord already? Wasn't he Christ already? He's made him. You crucified him, but God has made him. He says that when he, this day I have made you a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, when he resurrected, because watch this, therefore God has highly exalted him. In Acts chapter 10 verse 36, it talks about how he's Lord of all. That last bit, Jesus Christ, he is what? Lord of all. Now, this Lord of all, in his, oh, okay. in his divinity, he's Lord. But in his humanity, he wasn't Lord. That's why they had a problem. Why is David, if he's the son of David, why is David calling the son Lord? But it was after the resurrection that in his session that God has given him, made him Lord. Now, in his humanity. No, so in his humanity. So for the first time in history or human life, human earthly life, human being has been elevated into God. And he has been given the title Lord. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name. That is about, that at the name of Jesus, every tongue shall, and then Jesus is Lord. He was elevated into the position where humanity, so it's like, it's like, Jesus was like this, simple young man. And then can you imagine one day, he's become Lord. And not just Lord, Lord over all the universe. Lord over all the, the master of of the universe. But now it doesn't look like he's in session. That's why we, his disciples, we should be faithful to him because he's going to come back. He's Lord. Somebody say, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Say it again. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. So when we say that he sets him at his right hand, in the first place, it's not like God has left hand and right hand. But when they say somebody is my right hand man, it's not like okay, so always on his left. No, 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 it's not. It's not like that. Right hand man is right to place of. A, okay, look at Exodus chapter fifteen, verse six. Then you see this right hand matter. To be at the right hand means it's a place of power, place of glory, and place of honor. Now look at place. It said your right hand, oh Lord, has become glorious in power. What has your right hand become? Glorious. So, when you are at the right hand of God, you are at the place of glory. So, when he was in session, he's in a session in a place of glory, majesty. In the Hebrew, I even at Hebrew chapter 8, verse 1, he died. I like that one. He said, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. <laughs> he's there. Now, this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of majesty. He's seated. In heaven, it's a place of glory. It's a place of honor. So now, we can tell the right hand, your right hand is a place of glory. And now, in, in Second Kings, sorry, in First Kings chapter 2, verse 19, uh, uh, Solomon's mom, the, the, the guy's former wife, Bathsheba. Yeah. Solomon, Bathsheba therefore went to the king Solomon to speak to him for Adonijah. And the king arose, the king rose up to meet her and bowed down to her. Wow. And watch this. And sat down on his throne and had a throne set for the king's mother. So she sat at his right hand. That's a position of elevation. So when someone, they say someone is sitting at the right hand, means that the person has highly been exalted. Highly been exalted. In Matthew, I quoted earlier. In Matthew chapter 26, Verse 64, this one, right hand means glory, it means honor, and it means power, place of power. It said, Jesus said unto unto him, it is as you said, nevertheless, I say to you, hereafter you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the power. Is a place. That's why I said all power in heaven heaven and and earth are given to you. So to be at the right hand means, the right hand is a place of honor. Uh, is a or exhortation is the place of glory and is a place of power. And power, honor, and glory in Jesus' incession. that's what we see. No wonder in uh, Acts chapter 7 verse 55, is, oh, I like that one. But look at, uh, 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 Acts chapter, what did I say? 7, Seven verse 55. Five. When they were stoning Stephen, before the, this a, but he said, but he, being full of the Holy Ghost, or Holy Spirit, I was reading King James in my head. Holy Spirit, oh no. New King James. Being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. And Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Hallelujah. Who did he see? Jesus. Where? <laughs> at the right hand. But look at the next verse. He said, I see there. What is it? He said, Look. I see. When he looked, watch this. When he looked, he saw Jesus. And when he was telling them who he saw. DCI referred to Jesus. Look, I see the heavens open and the son of man, what what son of man? What son of man? When they said, You say you are God, the high priest asked him, Are you the son of God? Tell us. Matthew chapter 26, verse 61, 62. Are you the son of God? Tell us. He said, It is as you said. Matthew chapter 26, verse 61. And he said, You are able to you say you'll be able you were able to destroy the temple. Look at the answer he gave, 62. Let's go to the 60s. We are going to 64. And the high priest arose and said to him, Do you not answer me? What is it that this man testifies against you? The next day, But Jesus kept saying, And the high priest uh, answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell, tell us if you are the Christ. The what? The Son of God. And do you know what he said? He said, you will see the Son of Man. Wow. It is as you have said. Nevertheless, I say to you, hereafter you will see the, he didn't say the Son of God. When he says Son of Man, he's talking about that human Jesus you have despised. So when Stephen said, I see the son of man, he was talking about the human Jesus who has now been elevated and is in <laughs> his He's in session. his in session. Now watch this. Jesus said, you know what? Sorry, Matthew chapter 8 verse 29. Demons like calling Jesus. They knew he was the son of God. They said, you are the son of God. You are the son of, they knew it. You are the son of God. You are but Jesus referred to himself as the son of man. The son of man. They said, you are the son of God. You are the son of God. You are the son of God. But they Satan knew Jesus was the son of God. That's why in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, he came to him. He said, if you are the son of God. If you are the son of God. Jesus, said, No, no. Verse 3. No, verse 3. Now, if you are the son of God. Just that. And then look at how Jesus responded. He said, it is written. Man. He didn't say God. Man. 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 Jesus like referring to himself as man because there is one God and one mediator between God and man. The man Jesus. Because t- if we say he's not God, he's, he's not man, we complicate the thing. But he's talking so that we can identify with him. He in his humanity, he took humanity and is now seated at the right hand. Where is the right hand now? When he says seated, that's why I quoted the scripture. It's not like he went somewhere near God. He was actually in God. Oh, okay, that one I think is getting too, 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 too. sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me, let me finish the son of man. Let me finish. The, the devils used to call him, they said you are the son of God. But Satan will make sure he blocks anyone to believe from believing he's the son of God. Because if he doesn't stop people from believing Jesus is the son of God, they will be saved. The only way you can be saved, according to John chapter 20 verse 31, is if you believe he is the son of God. So Satan's job is to stop people from believing he's the son of God. According to 1 John chapter 4, verse 2, it says the Antichrist denies that Jesus has come in the flesh. Verse 3, verse 3, it says that every spirit that does not confess that Jesus has come in the flesh is not of God. So Satan doesn't want to say that you are a normal human being. Because if he admits that you are a normal human being, that means that you have been defeated by a human being. He doesn't want to admit that. But he has to stop other people from... Accepting that he's the son of God. <laughs> because he's trying to block people from believing that the Messiah is the son of God to come and save us. But I think next week I'll continue in his session. He, he, he's in session. <laughs> he's in <his> session. Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> God bless you for listening to this message. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube and visit www.carris.org for videos and upcoming events. Remember, be a doer of the word and not just a hearer.